Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Yo, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters, the co-host of said podcast, is on my left. And I'm feeling a little fuggish today. Fuggish? Thuggish. Okay. Little East Coast thuggish. East Coast thuggish. Yeah. Alright, why? Because I can't be a boxer or an arm wrestling champion. So I gotta pick something in that vein that's like hardcore. Don't sell yourself short. You've got a lot of your life ahead of you. <laughs> you could still be either one of those things. Are you telling me that I could live out my dream of being Sylvester Stallone? Well, that I don't know. You said a, a boxer or arm wrestler. Well, you can't be Sylvester Stallone. Only one person could be him. I'm not sure. Unless face <laughs> off. Touche. <laughs> However, that would be pretty funny. To be to be honest, I don't know that anybody wants to be sly this week after what happened to his son. That was sad. Why do you have to bring it down? Well, because we have to. I mean, we're talking about Sylvester Stallone. We saw Rocky uh-huh. and uh, Over the Top for the first time. Well, for me, Justin has seen these. Clearly. Okay, yeah. And you know, we would be remiss if we didn't say that. Oh, by the way, at the same time, his son died this week. Rest in peace. Yes, H. Stallone. Do you know star of Rocky Five? Co-star he, of Rocky Five. Is he really? And Daylight. Yeah, he was in a couple of his dad's movies. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. What What do you think did it? Was it drugs? Uh, I don't know. It's inconclusive so far. I think. Well, yeah that that I know. The latest I heard was uh, they found prescription drugs in his apartment. And uh, allegedly, he had had some kind of dental surgery, and that's why he was taking said prescription drugs. Well, but, you know, I don't know. Have you ever had dental surgery? Have I ever had dental surgery? Um, not like hardcore dental surgery. Like Wisdoms? I guess that's the most hardcore, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. I was going to say, I had that too, and I was a chipmunk, and they gave me medicine, but I didn't die from it. It's true. He Clearly, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> You're a ghost. <laughs> so do you, do you think, though, that he abused them? I mean, I'm asking you to speculate. What do I look like? Judge Wapner? <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I ask you to do this, Justin, is because you are uh, well-read when it comes to gossip and news, and this is, like, where the two meet. So, Well, the, the news says that he, or I guess his attorney or whatever, said that he doesn't drink. So, I don't know. I don't know how, how much I believe of, of what... It, I mean, mm-hmm. it'll all come out, unfortunately. Yeah, in the toxicology report. Yeah, that takes a, a few weeks, so... Makes me think of Whitney. Oh, Whitney. Heck is whack. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't pick these movies because of that, um... Really? I thought that you did. I thought you were like, this is in the news. Let's no, do this. No, I've been actually trying to get Chrissy... I mean, I always oversh- overshoot these things, but uh, a couple times I've been like, we should watch the entire Rocky series. Because <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> well, you mean well when you think of them. But I'm like, really? Aren't there five movies? There's actually six. Okay, aren't there six movies? <laughs> There's six of them. Even worse. So, um, I'd had uh, Rocky, like... Just waiting around, um, hoping to do that. And then I was like, screw it. She's never going to watch all the Rocky movies. <laughs> so we'll watch Rocky, and then, which is his most famous uh, film, most likely. And then um, one of his most infamous uh, films in Over the Top. <laughs> <laughs> besides besides Stop or, or My Mom Will Shoot, I guess. So, Which I vaguely remember seeing when I was a kid. Uh, so the first question is... Yes. Um... Have you seen any other Rocky, uh, Sylvester Stallone movies? Probably, but I can't remember what he's been in. Jesus, I'm not going to do this. Never You're good mind. at this. Come on, Mr. IMDb. Um, that you've seen? Yeah. 
Name me something. I can't think of it. Something, something. I mean, I know you've never seen any of the Rambo movies. He wasn't in Tropic Thunder, was he? No. But he's going to be in that new one where it's like all the old 80s action stars come together. Oh, well, he was in The Expendables, and then the sequel to that's coming out uh, soon. Oh, is that what that is? That's the sequel coming yes. out? Oh, I don't know. I don't think you've ever seen any. No, probably not. As I think about it. Um, he wasn't in Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> that was before his time, right? <laughs> he wasn't in Titanic or Clueless <laughs> or Moulin Rouge. Damn, no wonder I'm having a hard time. So, I mean, alleg- I mean, possibly these could have been the t- first two Sylvester Stallone movies you've ever seen. Possibly. I feel like I- we need to look this up. However. I don't think you have IMDb on your phone. It's called Safari on an iPhone. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I can't think of anything that would jump out to me that would be like, oh, that's definitely a movie Chrissy has seen. Was he in In-N-Out? <laughs> that was Kevin Klein. I know. I just thought that would be fun. Uh, okay. Okay. Because, <laughs> frankly, I'd like to see this. I mean, but whether or not I have seen his work, I know who he is. Like, I'm familiar with him as an actor and as a person. So it came as a huge shock to me when we were watching Over the Top. And at the very end of the credits, I saw written by... Co-written. Co-written, excuse me, by Sylvester Stallone. I was like, he wrote this? And you were like, and he co-wrote Rocky. And I went, what? he He wrote Rocky. For real? Like, by himself? Like, with paper and pen? Yes. He can write? Not only that, but um, I don't know if it started with Rocky Two, but at, at some point he just started, like, writing, directing, and doing it all. Is he Barbara Streisand? <laughs> and then there's been six Rockies so far. <laughs> okay, honestly, I had no idea. I'll be really truthful. You sell him short. I thought, yeah. I, yeah. I was you, like, he's a meathead. You owe him a Channing Tatum-like apology, I do. Rocky slash... Whatever you're... Sylvester Stallone. You can can talk. That's not his name. That's his character's (laughs) name. (laughs) Whatever. I duly apologize for insinuating that perhaps you, A, couldn't write with pen and paper. Yeah. And secondarily, outright being surprised (laughs) that you wrote Rocky. There you go. Because people really like this movie. Did it win awards? Rocky, yeah. It won um, Best Picture in 1976. And Best Director, I think. And he didn't direct it. He didn't direct the first one, no. But then afterward, he was like, oh, I'm going to direct these. John Avildsen directed uh, the first Rocky. Um, he also directed one of my favorite movies also, The Karate Kid. Okay, thank you. Because there were moments in, um, actually more and over the top. But in this one, too, I, I thought of Karate Kid. And I was like... God, this was like a genre and a moment of time. Well, Karate Kid's much better than Over the Top, but whatever. Well, yeah, but I feel like all three of those movies kind of could fit into a certain milieu. Um, yeah. Your milieu. <laughs> what does that mean? You, well, A, we all know that Justin lacks him some 80s movies, and we'll lump Rocky in because it was late 70s. And you've got a thing with, like, either underdog stories who or, doesn't like underdog I'm not stories? saying that. No, no I'm just saying. I'm, hey, I'm just talking about you. Or, and or, I should say, um, not quite sports, sporting event, competition movies. What is, I don't even know what that Rad, is. Rad, I'm sorry. They're on bikes. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Look, at that. and I'm not talking Tour de France biking. I'm talking like... Let's, like, pop a wheelie on her two-wheeler. <laughs> well, we, we talked about in the Rad episode. I liked Rad because <laughs> that's what I was doing at the time when it came out. I was, you know, riding bikes. Right. And then and then you like that other one with the skateboard that was also a part of the Rad episode. What was, what was that movie? Yeah. Hey, not only me, you seem to have loved Gleaming the Cube. Loved Gleaming the Cube. So I'm like... I'm noticing a pattern here of Justin and underdogs and, like, weird sporting, like, not in the common um, everyday of, you know, baseball, basketball, soccer, like, I like those two. competition movies. All right, yeah. Got a thing. Well, those are more unique. There's not a lot of... Uh, arm wrestling movies. Arm wrestling movies or <laughs> BMX biking movies. Or BMX, thank you. That's what I was like, you know, the two-wheelers. Skateboarding slash solving your brother brother's murder movies. Amazing. <laughs> okay. 
No wonder. So, okay, Justin. Yes. Let's pretend that tomorrow I'm going to give you the flip cam and you're going to go make a movie in this genre that we have just made up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. First okay. of all. It needs to be like like a, a extreme badminton movie or something. I was something. just going to say, what's your sport? <laughs> okay, so badminton. Check. Or like a... Um, like a the dirty underside of uh, seniors shuffleboard or something. <laughs> I know. Well, cause they're always young characters in these things. Like they're coming of age. Lawn so. bowling, <laughs> shuffling around on the deck of the Titanic. Okay, now we're we're gonna go with with badminton because that was your first thing. <laughs> okay. All right. So your young badminton underdog. What's his hang up? Go. Um, he is a, he's a meth head. <laughs> Ooh, it's timely. Go on. And, it, you know, he, he's, he's a fan of the, the, I don't even know enough about Batman. Is it Shuttlecock? What do they call that thing? <laughs> it might be. I just thought that was funny. I mean, it's hard to hit that thing when you're like, ah, jittery on that. <laughs> That's a different movie. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And your character has to have an awesome name. <laughs> What's his name? Um, like, Steve. I know. I was like, here comes Steve in five, <laughs> four, three. I, could, I couldn't even count down because he got, was like, Steve, right away. Justin has a thing with Steve. I don't know what it is. I don't think it's because he, like, loves that name. Like, if we were having a boy, he didn't want to name the kid Steve. But... God help him. Like, he wants to name a dog Steve. Like, whenever, like, we're talking about goldfish. Like, Kim got goldfish. It was like, what are we going to name the goldfish? Steve. <laughs> it's like Justin's default name. for. I think he named the hard drive on our computer Steve. It says Steve on our desktop. So, it's not really a surprise that he wants to name his underdog badminton meth head player Steve. Give away all my secrets, man. It's pretty funny, though. It's effed up. It's funny. Um, so let's go back to the two movies. <laughs> okay. Um, and we'll start with Rocky because that's obviously we the, might most, as well. the most well-known movie. <laughs> it's one that people are really interested in. So you should really listen to when we get to get over the top because that's going to be great. These are both great movies in different ways. Okay. So Rocky. Yeah. I remember when it started and um, I, I turned to you and I was like, is this a love story? And you laughed at me. Why did you laugh at me? It is kind of a love story. Well, it just came out of blue. I don't know why you said that. There wasn't like anything lovey-dovey going on on the screen. <laughs> he was like walking down the street. You went from being incredulous that this Sylvester Stallone could write a movie to, is this a love story? No, I hadn't. I Because I didn't ask about the writing until over the top. I didn't know yet. Oh. I was still thinking why, he was a meathead. Why did you say that at that moment in time? Because I remembered some parody of this movie where an old guy is going, Adrian, Adrian. All of a sudden that popped in my head. And I was like, oh, wait, there's going to be some chick named Adrian. Is this a love story? And then that's when I asked you and you looked incredulous. Well, congratulations. Hey, thanks. You're totally right. I usually am. Okay. So Both of these movies are kind of love stories, actually. In different ways. Yes. Because <laughs> it would be weird if it were the same kind of love. It would be weird. Yeah. Um, On to Rocky. Though. So, yeah, 1976, Rocky, one of the biggest movies of all time, won an Oscar. Um, People really like boxing movies. I don't know what it is about boxing and wrestling movies, but you put one out there, it's going to win some Oscars and people are going to go see it. Oh, dude. I could show you some kick-ass wrestling movies. That's a whole other thing. Oh, no. Well, I kind of lumped it in. But, but what is I, it with Americans in that? Uh, I mean, people like watching people beat each other in the face. I'm not a big fan. I mean, it's ingrained I, in us. I don't like it. Back in the... I mean, the Romans, they would beat each other in the face until they died. And then you won. So... Yeah, okay. That's saw Gladiator. When I was a kid, man, Rocky and the Rocky movies were... You know, the bee's knees, pretty much. Me and, me and my little brother loved these movies. Why the did passion. you love them so much? Because we were little boys, and we liked <laughs> beating each other in the face. So that Okay, so it really was that. It wasn't like underdog. 
And yes. and at the time it was like it was in the the prime of the Mike Tyson years, which Oh, okay. Before we started ripping off people's ears. That was going on a little before that, yeah. <laughs> before the face tattoo. Mike Tyson's punch out on Nintendo, stuff like that. Oh. So Again, my my only childhood um, understanding of boxing is related to Street Fighter 2 and Balrog. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got for you. Balrog, star of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Return, Return of the King. Yes. No, not Return of the King. No. Fellowship 3. Okay. Okay. So back to Rocky. So what did you think of Rocky? It was interesting. Um, the, my biggest hang-ups aren't even about the story so much or about his character it's just the whole violence and the and the boxing thing it's weird i can handle grandmother no no no, wait hold on i'm getting there this sport it's so bloody (laughs) i can handle violence in movies and this is going to sound bad but when there's a weapon in front of the person because i guess it distances like like, that's what they talk about but that's like when they talk about when somebody um is on trial for murder that's kind of what separates, not cl- all, clearly the whole thing, but part of it is what separates um, premeditated murder from a crime of passion. Usually when it's premeditated, there's a gun or a distance-involving weapon. Whereas when it's, you know, murder in the second-degree de- second crime of passion, it's like a knife. It's up close and personal. You want strangling. You want to, you know, literally take this person's life with your hands. And I think that that's when I start having issues. And so maybe that's why I, I don't do well in general with boxing movies and wrestling because it's like it's hands on, like it's people causing each other violence with their own hands for no reason for sports, money, and money. Can we talk about how Rocky only made like sixty bucks for getting his ass handed to him, and then the guy who really got his ass handed to him got him like twenty bucks? Oh, in the first scene, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that it paid so shittily. Well, I mean, he was like lowly, lowly, like club boxer. Low on the totem pole. In 1976. Right. So Um, in 76 money, like that would be like what? He got like 90 bucks today. It's got to be more than that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think inflation is that high considering. But why would you do it for that little amount of money? I get it to an extent when you are Mike Tyson and there's a really big paycheck on the line. Mm-hmm. Getting your ass kicked is like, okay, but it's a few million. It's all he knew. It's all he knew. I mean, he was that and he was like a debt collector. like a Right, during the day. That was his day job. Yeah. Breaking people's thumbs. Not really, but Pretty... yeah. But he didn't like to break people's thumbs. Because he was a nice guy. <laughs> He really was into a pet shop, like really, really into going to the pet shop and discussing the turtle food. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, she's had, Chrissy hates this movie from the start because she hates boxing and stuff, but he's got a heart. He, he loves pets and, and, and (laughs) chicks that work at the pet stores. I did not hate this movie. You're putting words in my mouth. How long did it take for me to get you to watch this? A long time. A long time, but it wasn't because I like... Presumptively I hated even, I, it. I didn't even tell you that we were watching it until a minute before I turned yeah, it on. Yeah, it's true. We were like, I'm like, what are we watching? You're like, it's a surprise. <laughs> well, because I didn't want you to, <laughs> do we have to watch that? It's the Ballad of Badminton Steve. <gasps> the Ballad of Badminton Steve. <laughs> it's the new title. It's a great title. It's coming to a theater near you. Uh, I know I wasn't opposed. This is one of those movies, again, that we've had in the past where I go, I'm not opposed to watching you know, in this sense, Rocky, so parenthetically, Rocky. Mm-hmm. It's just that there are other things that I have wanted to watch first, so it gets put on the back burner. Ah, okay. Well, I was never, like, opposed. Well, are you glad you finally watched it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm what not... did you think overall of the movie? Uh, it... I, I'm I'm still kind of in shock that he wrote it, because it flowed well. Mm-hmm. I, I It's funny, though. It reminded me a little bit of Harry Potter... What? <laughs> in that most of the character development didn't take place with the title character it took place with his female sidekick like in harry potter hermione was the one who like you know got everything done and had the most character development and in rocky adrian is the one who has the most development from start to finish not rocky maybe he goes on a journey but He's the same person both at the beginning and at the end. It's, it's, he, he's just going on a journey. She's a different person by the end. 
See, it does like make sense to <laughs> analogize it to Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. It's a broad generalization, but okay. Do you disagree? Um, I mean, I don't think he's the same at the beginning and the end, but as a person, what what's different about him? Oh, as a person, I yeah, mean, his character. Well, he's. I mean, at the beginning, he was kind of down on himself, and he re- really didn't believe in himself. You know, I, he didn't even want to, when he was even given the opportunity to fight, he initially said no, because he's like, oh, no, I'm just... No, you're right. Okay. But through through his relationship with her, I guess he, you know, learned to love himself more. He just, ins- he inspired confidence. Because before her, the only thing he had was like or a goldfish didn't. and a couple of pet turtles. <laughs> That he fed, apparently, on the regular because he was constantly going to buy some turtle food. Well, you know, he would go in the morning and, and tell her a joke and then go at night and tell her another joke. And he eventually wore her down. That's all it takes. Isn't that right, Chrissy? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> so I, used, I used to go to Corner Bakery and go tell you a joke and then come back later used to in the day. Go, you used to go and order a sandwich and sit and wait for me to get my 15-minute break. <laughs> That's what used to happen. Hey, Hey, can I have the turkey one today? And I'd be like, Shh, yes. That's what used to happen. Well, you thought uh, Adrian was autistic at the beginning. I did. <laughs> I did. I was just going to get into that. I'm like, so what was his motivation, though, for wanting to pursue her? Apparently, so all long? people that don't talk are autistic. <laughs> okay, I didn't say that. It was that she, well, come on. People who have autism have a hard time making interpersonal connections. It's not a slight, it's just that's a hallmark of the disorder. And there she stood, and like Rain Man, knew a lot about pets, but like didn't talk and didn't look him in the eye and was in her own world, so to speak. So I, when she said something, I'm like, oh my God, she's not autistic. Wait a minute. Rain Man knew a lot about pets? <laughs> no. Is <laughs> that in a deleted scene? <laughs> <laughs> I have 18 rabbits. And 18 rabbits breed at a rate of 18 other rabbits per year. And if you times it to get... No. I'm just saying, like, autistic people, generally, they have a thing. That's their thing, you know, that they focus on. Especially if it's Asperger's. And uh, her thing, at least at first I thought when I was watching, I'm like, oh, her thing is pets. Like, that's her thing. That's her autistic thing. Well, her home life wasn't, you know... Fabulous. (laughs) Fabulous. She's living with her alcoholic brother. I lived with an alcoholic father. I wasn't autistic or borderline seeming so. It's not a zero-sum game. I'm not ta- I'm not comparing you to Can her. you imagine if I was at Corner Bakery and I was like that? And people walked in. They're like, hi, what are your soups? And I'm like... <laughs> and I just like point up to a sign as opposed to saying something. You run away. Yeah. And then when it comes time to give the total, like I don't even speak a mute. I basically like, turn the little screen around where I'm like, this is how much you have. And this one guy just keeps coming in, and he's really, really tall and handsome, and he's like, hey, you know, let's talk about the turkey. And, you know, turkey's a term that they use in bowling, too. And then I'm, like, just standing there not looking at you. Knock, knock. (laughs) I can't even say who's there. She doesn't even talk. (laughs) Oh, man. You take me ice skating for ten minutes. Oh, that's a great scene, though. That is, I I mean, that, let's talk about our favorite scenes. That's my favorite scene in the movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Why? It's charming. Because it's unassuming. Um, when he first walks in and he, he's, you know, negotiating with the with the rink manager to let him have 10 minutes. And then it comes down to a dollar a minute. And he keeps trying to, like, haggle on the price. But even when the guy's, like, not budging, I was like, listen, 10 minutes, 10 bucks, I'm done. And he goes, finally, he's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and he doesn't even and he doesn't skate. skate. He, like, runs <laughs> next to her the whole time. And she, at first, doesn't even quite skate. She's, like, on skates, but, you know. Click, 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 moving along. It was charming. The reason they did it that way, initially I think they wanted to have them, like, go to an ice skating rink, and there's all other people ice skating and stuff, but the budget was so low, it was like, this movie cost like $1 million or less that they couldn't afford all the extras. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah. You would think that nowadays they would just put up a sign at a, during a public session being like, you're being filmed. Nowadays, that's how they do it, now. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah, I love that scene as well. Um, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene? Um, 
Mm, I mean, I like the final fight, but that's because I'm a guy. And... Oh. And see, that was the part that I, like, I kind of checked out on. Oh, yeah. At that point. Because I know what's going to happen. It's... You knew what was going to happen? You know that he's going to, you know, take a few hits, and but eventually be crowned the winner. But he didn't win. What? <laughs> you really didn't check out, did you? Wait, what? He didn't win. <laughs> what do you mean he didn't win? <laughs> Wait, is this really happening? Is this real life? Um, so, Chrissy, guys, <laughs> just doesn't really... We've talked a lot about how she just doesn't pay attention, and she checks out, and she <laughs> goes on her phone during, you know, half of Lord of the Rings trilogy. Well, I guess she just checked out during the whole last scene of this movie, the most important scene, you would think. Okay, I have a confession to make. <laughs> Do you know what happened? Go ahead. I'm I'm lying with you on the couch. I've literally paid attention and watched every second of every minute of this movie. And it gets to that point, and I'm struggling to keep my eyes excuses, open. Excuses, excuses. No, I'm painting a picture. <laughs> and I'm struggling to keep my eyes open, and I'm watching, and I'm like... Oh. oh no, it's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I don't even need to pay attention. No, no, like I'm like, oh, it's the, it's oh, it's the fight. Oh, he's taking a hit. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna win. <sighs> yep. And I closed my eyes, and I thought in my stupor that I was still listening, even though my eyes were taking a rest. And then, like, there was like cheering, and then there were credits, and like during the cheering credits transition, I like. Open my eyes and went, yay! <laughs> and you were like, good job! And I went, thanks! And then we finished. I take back my good job. I know, and I was like, okay, good. Jeez. That's the one thing I didn't pay attention to. It was like to. an hour and 45 minutes long. Like, I was so tired. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so yeah, he didn't win. He didn't right? win? No, he what didn't. What happened? Uh, it was a split decision, He and he lost Split decision when when they go fifteen rounds, and they have like three judges, and they they have to like the judges they decide who they, won. They decide. So it and wasn't a knockout. Two, two of the judges picked uh, Paul Creed, and one picked Rocky, and so oh. Paul Creed won by like split decision. Oh, okay. But I mean, his whole deal was when he went in, he was like, "I just want to you know last fifteen rounds because up until then." Nobody had lasted 15 rounds with Apollo Creed. Like, he was mm -hmm. undefeated. Yeah, that I knew. So, um, but he lasted. And then, um, right after he lasted, even though Apollo Creed was like, there's not going to be a rematch. And Rocky's like, don't want one. And and he just like, he's like, that's when he started calling Adrian's name. Like, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So Rocky, I mean. People were cheering. I thought he was. <laughs> Sorry. I paid attention to the whole other hour 44 minutes. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad that came out on this podcast. I am duly embarrassed. Hilarious. This, this is awesome. Um, uh, what else? Um, oh, the, so the the woman that plays uh, Adrian, uh -huh. Talia Shire, mm -hmm. um was in Rat. She was the mom in Rat. You mentioned that, and I she's also the she's also well known for being in uh, Godfather, but you haven't seen Godfather. Sure. She's the brother of Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. And the uh, mom. Make her the aunt of Sophia. The mom of Jason Schwartzman. What? Yeah. He's the nicest guy, by the way. I've heard he's really nice. Like super cool. I think he's shorter. He's shorter than you, right? He's, he's not shorter than me, but he's he's short. I'm only 5'3", y'all. He was on the show and he came in the green room? Oh, he's been on a million. He's like a favorite of the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so he's on quite a bit. Oh, cool. Yeah. And he comes by and he's just really cool to everybody. That's awesome. Hangs out. I'm going to come when he's on. That's cool. All right. Um. So, yeah, she's uh, she's great. Um. Uh, I feel like there was something I wanted to add. What do you think of uh, Mickey, the... Oh, the friend? No. Well, not the friend, but the He's the, the manager. The yeah. He's played by Burgess Meredith, who was the Penguin in the original Batman series. That's where I was like, he looks familiar to me. Now that makes sense. Yeah, he's great. Uh, 
I, I think he's a great actor because there were times where I just wanted to punch him in the face. And I apparently am not a violent person, but I wanted to punch him in the face. Oh, there's another one of my favorite scenes. One of my favorite scenes is when he comes to Rocky's apartment mm-hmm. to ask if he can manage him. Yeah. And he kind of like breaks down and you feel sorry for him. I did. I did. At that point, I did. Even though Rocky was right when he was like, what about giving away my locker? And then, you know, talking once he had left the room, you could hear him going on a tirade. But then there's that scene where you just see him like dejectedly walking away from the apartment. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh. And then there's like, there's like a a pause and then Sylvester like, a Rocky like runs down the stairs. He's like, yes, he's had a change of heart. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where he, on one hand, can be not as strong of a word as infuriating, but you're like, he's an opportunist, you mm-hmm. know? But, yes, he has a, a certain vulnerability to him, as played by the actor, that you do kind of feel sorry for him when Rocky rejects him and um, stuff like that. He's a good actor. You also like the scenes where uh, Rocky's character, um, uh, he was getting his training in in the meat locker. Oh, yeah. I was like, who is allowing this in the USDA? I'm not talking about the owner of the meatpacking place, but, like... Should you imagine you're, like, an Outback, you're like, hmm, this tastes very Rocky Balboa. This tastes like fist. (laughs) I mean, seriously. I understand, like, I mean, I'm a vegetarian, but I get that you tenderize meat and stuff. (laughs) But can you see that happening nowadays? I don't think so. The New York Health Department would be all over it, and they'd be like, I'm sorry, sir. You need to put on some gloves, first of all. In the remake, the reboot. And a hairnet. Sorry, Rocky. This is all bad news. It would never happen. (laughs) You had a hairnet. You would have to. You can do this as long as you wear a hairnet. Hairnet and gloves. You can't put your bare hands on the meat. Wear your gloves and where's your hairnet. Have you taken a food safety certification course? If you were certified, then go ahead. (laughs) That would happen. I just, like, saw him on, like, um, not Hell's Kitchen, but Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a sous chef, like, beating the meat. Gordon comes downstairs and finds Rocky, and he's like, oh, my Lord, what is going on? And he gets really upset. You need to wear a hairnet and at least boxing gloves if you're going to do this. What business are you trying to run? <laughs> the guy breaks down. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just doing it for the money and the exposure. Oh, man. Um, what did... Sorry. What? What did um, Sylvester Stallone done before this that gave him, like, the street cred, you know, to write and act in this big movie? What did he do before this? I don't think... I think he was... This was, like, his big break. That's why I'm like, wow. Like, he, I know he wrote this movie, and then, like, uh, MGM or whatever, they loved the script, and they wanted someone like Robert Redford or something to play the boxer. No. But uh, Sly or Sylvester was like, no, it's got to be me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He uh, won the lottery pretty much. It's made a lot of money. I think he's like one of the, like, top ten. Grossing. ROIs. Like, it costs less than one million and it grossed, like... Over that years. means return on an investment for those of you who aren't in the biz. <laughs> Just want you to know. And then there's Rocky 2, and then Rocky 3. And Rocky... Don't you want to watch all the other Rockies? I, w- I would be interested in watching the second, maybe, but I don't know. It would depend on how good the second one is to go beyond that. When the second one, they actually have the rematch. Oh, there is a rematch. Yeah. I thought he said he didn't want a rematch. Well, he said that in the first one. So in the second one, there's a rematch. Um, and the third one, he boxes Mr. T. Um, Dude, Mr. T? Yeah, Mr. T's in Rocky Three. Is he actually Mr. T? No, he plays this boxer named Clubber. Clubber. Clubber oh. Lang. Um, and then the fourth one is probably my favorite because it's got Dolph Lundgren in it. He's like this big Russian dude. Look at you yawning. All right. <laughs> you heard false. No, I just... And the fifth one is the one with his, uh, his son, Rest in Peace, was in... Aw. He's like, uh, more of like a... He doesn't fight his son, does he? Yes. He punches his son in the face. No. <laughs> no. Oh. I was gonna say, that's so sad now. Oh. Remember that one movie where I punched you in the face and now you're dead? Oh, no. That's why, that's why I looked at you like, what? But yeah, this movie's, man, it's, it's pretty iconic. I think it's in the vaults, whatever that, were they? National Film Emergency Vaults. 
Mm-hmm. There's the running up the steps scene. Yeah, that and that I had seen. You've seen that. Yeah. Well, also a, a lot of these more famous scenes in these really iconic movies have been parodied. So even if I haven't seen the actual movie or the scene itself, everybody knows that. Everybody knows I've seen the parodies. Yeah, exactly. What was? Do you know what I'm thinking of? By the way, when I referenced earlier that there was a parody with an old guy, is that a commercial or? Parody with an old guy. Yeah, and Adrian. He's wearing like a gray sweatsuit and he's super old. And she, there's like this old woman at the top of the stairs. I have no idea. Oh, okay. People listening to this podcast, if you know what I'm talking about with the old guy parodying Rocky, tell me what it is on Twitter. And there's the the Rocky theme, whatever that song is. Where like, Get it stronger. I'm sorry, just I didn't quite get that. Could you sing that again? <laughs> I always thought what um I guess Eye of the Tiger comes. Eye of the Tiger's from Rocky Three. Oh. Um number two is what is number I two? feel like Eye of the Tiger the could final be <laughs> All these great songs come from the Rocky movies. I feel like Eye of the Tiger could be in any one of these underdog sport movies that we have discussed. But that's where it came from. That's Oh. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> Moving on. So wait, what, what would be your grade for Rocky? B plus. One. Oh, respectable. Yeah, no, it's a respectable movie. Oh, fine song. And you? Uh, probably like a B plus, A minus, yeah. Okay. So we're one on this. One, yes. So then Justin's like, all right, so now you've seen Rocky. And I'm like, sure, I stayed awake the whole time. What? <laughs> no, uh, and then yeah, he fought. It's great that he won. <laughs> Congrats, Rocky. dude! I would have bet my life. Okay, and then it's he's gonna like, like the true grit, crying about the horse scene. <laughs> dude, that was I can't even talk about it. I can't. I'm gonna cry right now. Look, left eye is watering. Left eye Lopez is not happy. Oh no. Okay. So rest in peace, her too. <laughs> oh. Okay. The ghost podcast. So Justin was like, "All right, so I don't know if I've divulged this, but it's going to be a Sylvester Stallone double feature." And I'm like, "All right." And then two days later, he's like, "We have to watch this another movie." I'm like, "Fine." So he puts it in, and then he goes, "All right, you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?" And he's so excited that I can't help but wonder because I know how Justin operates. I look at him and I'm like. Have I heard of this movie? You've probably heard of it through me. I'm like, oh, okay. So this means this is not a famous movie, or it might be even infamous, and it might be a flop. So I was like, okay, in what context have you told me about this movie? You're like, just watch, just watch, just watch. I've talked about it. (laughs) And then the words, over the top, fill the screen. Yes. And I'm like, I don't remember you ever talking about this. And you're like, oh, What? I actually did. Like a month ago, we were, I don't know how we came upon it, but I, I told you about I was like, this movie called Over the Top. And then I gave you like a brief plot synopsis of what it was about. And you're like, what? And I was like, oh yeah, we're have to watch it. Okay. So to give everyone else the moment that they need to have a record scratch, what? Uh-huh. Can you convey what this movie is about to them? No, I think it'd be better for you to convey kind of what it's about. All right. Let's do this. I think it came out in like 86, 80, mid-80s. Sylvester Stallone is a truck driver estranged from his 10-year-old, no, older, 12-year-old son. Yeah. And the way to his heart and to get him back is to win an arm wrestling <laughs> championship in Vegas. Did I do that well or what? That's kind of, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yep, that's the movie. Now, how do you not watch that movie? I enjoyed the crap out of this movie. I think I enjoyed it more than Rocky. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, we wow, wow. <laughs> and I'm not, that's not, by the way, to say that this is better than Rocky. Like, if I objectively take apart the cinematic elements, it is not. I still enjoy it quite a bit. Over the Top is the showgirls of underdog sports you know, French sports movies. <laughs> and that is saying something, don't you think? Well, I love both of those movies, so. 
When did you see this? When you were a kid or? Yeah. I think I went to theater to see this. Oh my God. Well, think about it. Cause I was like already a huge Rocky fan. And then when this came out in like 86, 87, I was six or seven years old. And I was like, oh my God, dad, please, please. Please take me to over the top. Over the top. <laughs> I already had my over-the-top t-shirt and oh, no. my over-the-top converses on. I was ready for this. How many times could he actually say, or, or the kid for that matter, over-the-top in this movie? I think it's said like six or seven times. It's like their credo. Ready, Dad? Yeah, over-the-top! And then they do something. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. So, yeah, this was a huge bomb at the theaters. Aww. Um, Aww probably made like $7 million, all of which is probably of my... My tickets. <laughs> Why was it a bomb? I mean, because I had never heard of it. So you have to you have to be the one to fill me in. That's, beats me, man. <laughs> I would have loved at least, you know, six over the tops. <laughs> over the top again and again and again. Over over the top. Over the tippy top. And he goes to the International Arm Wrestling Championships. You know, my favorite space, part. Space over the top in space. We'll, we'll get there, but I just want to like touch on this real fast. <laughs> I love that when it gets to the you know arm wrestling competition and the rules are explained and everything, and there's a point where you know because this is an underdog movie, um, Sylvester's like, I'm just not sure I can do it. I can't go on. I feel like a pop something, and he's like tapping the inner part of his elbow. And, like, a doctor is working on him, and he's getting, like, a massage on his shoulder on the other side. Like, this is serious stuff. Like, these are, the, like, the corner people in Rocky, except they're all just kind of gently poking his arm. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not like he has Mr. Miyagi or something as manager where he can just, like... Honk. Get his, get, his, get his hands hot, and then, like, you're cured. Right, yeah. That'd be awesome, though. And, I mean... Not to spoil everyone who hasn't seen Over the Top, but number one, you should see it. Number two, um, in the final tournament, every single guy is like four times as big as oh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. I don't know how they found these Hawk, guys. Hawk's character. Oh, yeah, that's right. His name is Hawk. This I mean, is I movie... mean the final guy is like, uh, what's the fat guy in Mike Tyson's Punch Out? The big guys like or, or King Hip, Hippo, whatever that guy's name but is. But you know he, what I know who you're thinking of, and it reminds me of Back to Street Fighter Two, the Russian wrestler dude, <laughs> Zangief. Zangief. Yeah. He's very Zangief esque. Yeah. Yeah. Ho 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 ho. I mean, you oh. think that if uh, you like, if I was, I was in the arm wrestling championships, and the guy I was going against. His arm was bigger than my whole body, like the trunk <laughs> of my my waist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think there would be no chance. Yeah, you would. Unless I did, unless I turned my my hat. Because then you become a different person. I had to go to work. You had to go to work. And then <laughs> I did like the little over the top, Dad. The hand move over the top. Let me explain to our dear listeners what he means. He being so much alone by. Over the top. It's a trademark move. Imagine you're arm wrestling somebody, okay? And, you know, you have your, like, arm with your elbow you on the table. You can do it thumb wrestling, too. I was just going to say, it's like, okay. It's it's like you you readjust, and you're like, <sighs> Okay, so it is. It's what you guys can't see us doing is that whether you're doing thumb wrestling or arm wrestling, it's basically where you have your opponent's hand and you shift your wrist so that the momentum of power is literally going up and over. So it almost looks like you're breaking your opponent's thumb backwards. And that, I guess, is, you know, what helps them win when size is an issue and you're the smaller of the two. So every time he does it, he explains it as being going over the top. You got to go over the top. And he teaches his kid this technique. And then in the big championship, he does it. And the kid is in the audience. He's like, over the top, dude. I can't tell you how many times they say over the top in this movie. Like, I can't even say it enough now. Okay, so (laughs) let's detail the reasons why this movie, you know, reaches an iconic level of, I call, good badness. Yes. Like Showgirls. Sure, why not? Okay. You want to start? (laughs) 
Well, there's no Nomi Malone in this. Let's get that right out of the way. Yeah. No, no boobage. Okay. Mm. Um, basically this, okay. So the kid is at military school, but not like he's going to go into the army. Like the kind, like, um, I'm said Anacortis, not Anacortis. Military boarding school. Yes. What, but what's, what, um, Annapolis, not Anacortis, <laughs> entirely different cities. It's more like that sort of a thing. Um, and he is enrolled by his grandfather, played by Robert Loja. 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 He means business, that guy. Yeah. And so he has never known his dad. He's known his mom, but his mom is sick. And That's the thing about this movie. Like, it's kind of sad. <laughs> it, take, it takes the underdog sports movie and mashes it up with... Dead mom. Dying mom. Soon to be dead mom. The last wish is for her son to know deadbeat dad. Yeah. What kind of last wish is that, by the way? He's a truck driver slash arm wrestler. If I were the mom and I had to, like, single-handedly raise my kid because dad left us, not so sure I'd be like, you know, now that I'm dying, I really want them to reconnect. Yeah. I'd be like, listen, kid, it's been you and me against the world, all right? I'm sorry your dad's a douche, but you got gramps when I'm gone. It's going to be okay. So, son, I know that, uh, you know, Grandpa was going to pick him up, pick you up with his jet, but... Um, I want you to get into this rig from, like, 1973. Your dad that you've never met is going to pick you up um, in his... his truck. I mentioned this to you in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, little known fact, we already know he was an alcoholic because we discussed that, but um, owned a heavy equipment rental business my whole life, so he had trucks. Just like this. I have been picked up in a truck very similar to the same the truck that picks up the kid at boarding school. And Did you run away too? I thought about it. Through traffic. No, you know yeah, the kid by the way at one point just like opens the door and like literally does a suicide attempt on the freeway. He's like, I've had enough and he leaves the cab of the truck and tries to run away. That didn't happen to me, though, in the that style truck. Uh, my dad wanted to go get some beer because that's the type of guy he is. And he bribed me with soda. And he was like, I'll give you soda if you don't tell your mom. And I was like, all right. Knowing full well, I tell my mom. We get back in the truck. He says that I spilled it. I don't think I did. And then he hit six parked cars. What? With me in the car. I was seven. Did you tell your mom? I Well, the cops told my mom because they came and arrested him. Oh, I thought he, I thought he <laughs> hit them, but... It was like hit and run. No, like accident. Like they came with fire trucks and took me away. Oh my gosh. Bless. Over the top. <laughs> so wait, you got to ride in the fire truck? Um, I think it was in, I, they, they put me in the police car, but the firemen came and they like, I had a fever, I guess, because I was getting over a cold. So they were all like, she's a fever. Oh my gosh. This is like a movie in itself. It was, it was dramatic. And then my mom came and slapped my dad across the face in the middle of jail. Wow. Yeah, it happened. I was dressed up like a princess that day, so I was wearing like a princess costume too. It was kind of sad. The frick? Yeah. <laughs> but wait, so he but he's he wasn't a professional arm wrestler. No, he was just a professional douchebag. Oh. I know, like no redeeming quality, right? We have to turn t- turn him into some kind of professional <laughs> weird fringe sport. Um, I don't was he good at anything? Tiddlywinks. <laughs> <laughs> He was a good cross-dresser <laughs> and a good ice skater, so maybe he had a Nancy Kerrigan moment coming up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> wow. Um, truer words, kids. Truer words. So I think the kid that was in this movie like got a Razzie or something. Oh, did he? He had moments. He was good when he was playing the pompous military kid. When he was playing that side of his character, I actually believed him. Not so bad. When he's had to, like, get down and be like, yeah, dad, that's when he lost all credibility. Well, one of my favorite scenes in Over the Top is when um, they go to, like, this truck stop diner that also, strangely, has an arcade attached. And Sylvester Stallone's character is like... Sister's kid. So, so are you? Are you? Are you feeling strong? You feeling? You feeling sure of yourself? And he, he sets up a, an arm wrestling match with this kid playing pinball. Oh my god! 
And not only does he set up a match, he sets up a rematch after his kid pusses out after losing the first time. No, it was best of three. Oh, is that what they... I I know that they... You were really paying attention No, I was. I didn't know that they had established that ahead of time. I thought... Because the kid stormed out. So then I was like, oh, you know, he's going to come back and, like, convince the kid to go again. He's like, you... You... I'm... You made me feel bad about myself. You embarrassed me because I couldn't win. That's <laughs> stupid, by the way. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. That should have been his opportunity, by the way, as opposed to saying, like, all right, you're going to go back in there and you're going to win this time, and you know, over the top. That should have been his opportunity to teach his kid how to be a graceful loser, by the way. Because now that kid only knows how to win and does not know how to be a graceful loser. So he taught him how to arm wrestle, and there's this scene where he teaches him how to drive the truck. Dangerous. Can we talk about dangerous? Down, down a country road with no other cars. It was luckily. not a country road, first of all. How do you know it was a country road? Because I saw the movie. I saw the movie, too. It could have been anywhere. That could have been Santa Barbara. Well, there were no other cars. There were other cars. No. Periodically. No. Yes. And there was an embankment. There was, like, an embankment off the side of the road on, on the passenger side. And I was like, dude, this kid loses control. They're going down, and that, that truck is top-heavy, and they will tip. Did you ever drive your trucks, your dad's truck like that? I was allowed to uh, do the controls. And um, they were water trucks, which ha- they have a big, if you've never seen, it looks like almost like a cement truck, but it's water in the back, and it doesn't turn. It's stationary. You sprayed the water. I was allowed to do all the, the levers to spray the water out the sides. Um, occasionally, I did grab the wheel. Um, he, he was like, I got to reach for something. And I'd be like, Meh, and I grabbed the wheel. Did he have like a bicep weights machine? Just like, he didn't have like, a bicep <laughs> weights machine, but he had a CB radio and oh, dude. I used to pick that thing up and like talk to people and he'd be like, put it down. It's not a toy. Oh, my grandfather had one of those. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I liked the CB radio and I did enjoy pulling the levers for the water to spray out the sides. That was my job. Were you like breaker breaker one nine? I didn't know what to say. I would just be like... Hey. You didn't know the lingo? No. He didn't teach me. So what? I would just grab it and what I'd an find asshole. channels and I'd be like, yeah, right? And I'd be like, hello. And I was like all of five sometimes. I did it from like ages five to 12. I bet those truckers love that. <laughs> this little girl. <laughs> the, hey, sweet hey. lips. <laughs> How you doing, sugar? And can I have, I'd, can I have a date? And I'd be like, nothing. I can't hear you. It's loud. Bye. Because it was always so loud. I remember when I was young and I used to play on the CB radio. I don't know who told me. I don't know if it was my if it was my grandfather, but apparently you were not supposed to say the words good buddy or call somebody good buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Because that meant that you were coming on to them. So I called oh. everyone. I called everyone. <laughs> Hi, good buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. What are you, my good buddy? You know what the difference is, though? You were doing this, I'm sure, on the open road because it was a normal truck. Uh I was doing this on excavation sites where it's the same 20 guys going in a circle, basically, because they are doing grading work. Oh, that's not as fun. So they all know who everyone else is, and they know that, like, Peter brought his daughter to work, you know. Have you seen the movie Joyride? No. (gasps) Never heard of it. Oh, my God. It's about these guys that are going, like, cross-country, and they get on a CB radio and start talking to this guy like um it's got paul walker in it paul walker starts talking to this guy like he's a girl uh-huh and the like the guy like gets really excited and like they're gonna meet and then they don't meet and then the guy ends up being a psycho lunatic <gasps> and starts stalking them oh my god it's great wow yes. <laughs> this is gonna be next on the agenda of things we're gonna watch yes yeah, so we'll have to watch that sometime no next week is batman Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. You're so excited. I've been talking about that forever. Cool. Anyway, what else did you like about Over the Top? <laughs> um, did you like the fact that um, they went from Colorado to L.A., and then right when they get there, they walk in the hospital, and they're, the doctor's like, sorry, she died earlier yeah, today. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> sadness. <laughs> I love the random attempted kidnapping of the kid. And at first, and it's funny because when it, when that whole scene started, and like these two guys just kind of lift the kid off of his feet, and he's like, "Dad, Dad!" Well, Dad's stuck on the payphone. Go I, over the top, son. Right? You have a Toby right here. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, the part. Where I go, oh, that's where this movie is going. 
I thought this movie was just going to be about a guy trying to reconnect with his kid and they're on different levels because the kid's smart and he's dumb. And Well, that's right. You didn't even know that it was going to be a, like an arm wrestling movie until no, the end. No, I didn't. At that point, I was like, that's what this movie is about. A kidnapping. Oh, and Sylvester Stallone's going to have to like Hulk out to get his kid back. All right, I get it. It's kind of like Ransom. <laughs> like, the, the, I truly had this thought process. And then a second later, he got him back by crashing the car. And I'm like, oh, that's not what this is about. Because he got How him How did they back find now. him, by the way? This is before, this is not like the <laughs> net with Sunder Bullock where you just trace, like, how did they know that he was going to be at that random truck, truck stop? stop? Yeah. I don't know, unless they had somebody following him from the beginning, which is possible. He had money. I think, by the way, Robert Loja's house was the house that they used for Clueless. Was I it? M- I remember thinking... It is the, the house from the Beverly Hillbillies. I know oh, that. Because I remember thinking the outside <laughs> with the columns reminded me. And I was like, columns? How do, oh, they're mentioning Clueless. And then the inside staircase, the way it wraps around like that, had the same look. So maybe it's similar but different, but I thought it was kind of the same. I love that Hawk's character just has to go the extra mile when um, he's like, okay... My kid's locked up in this super mansion with his grandfather. I'm not only going to ram through the gate, but I'm going to ram through the front door of the house. I remember turning and going, was that really necessary? I understand ramming through the gate because they're not going to let you see your kid. And like, but then he like went up and over the fountain. He went up and over the hill and then up and over the front door. Over the top. You've got nothing to lose. Over the top. Right? And like, the cops come and they take him away and... I'm like, really? Like, how did you not see that this was... What if the kid was standing behind that door? What if he was, like, playing Legos? You know, like, he was just hand- hanging out in the foyer. As a 12-year-old, that would have been pretty embarrassing. <laughs> kid playing Legos is killed by father who, after ramming gate and driving through front door well, of super mansion. What do 12-year-olds do? Okay, what, what if he would have been masturbating in front of the door? <laughs> like, he's just hanging out. <laughs> Well, let me think. Where would be the most weirdest, strange place to masturbate? I don't know. Right behind the front door of my grandfather's super mansion. I don't know what drives their super truck through the front door. Oh, Dad. Dad, that was over the top. And I'm not talking about the arm wrestling. I'm like, it was too much. Why? Why is the kid Mickey Mouse? <laughs> you imitate him. He's like masturbating. He does the over- he does the overtop move. He's like, <laughs> just thinking of what I just adjusted myself. <laughs> you could do over the top with that. <laughs> I took it over the top. Uh, That's two out of three. <laughs> to win my to win my son's love, I'm gonna. Win the International Masturbating Championships in in Vegas. Maybe that's like the sidekick. Like, like like Zangief guy's like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to come all over your face. And your son's face. It's like the aristocrats. It's like like the aristocrats. (laughs) Wait, I'm crying. Talking about fringe sports. <laughs> and then the people like from Karate Kid 2 have their little like Chinese beat machines in the background. They're like, bung, 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 back and forth. You could do it, Hawk. <laughs> bung, bung, bung. He's like, oh. <laughs> oh God. This is horrible. Uh. This is how I'm going to win my son back. <laughs> Oh, God. Take it over the top, Dad! (laughs) I don't know. I think I bruised it, and they're like doctors down there giving it a massage. (laughs) Like fluffers and all. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Who wins in the final round? The odds are 20 to 1, sir. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to bet seven grand on that. Zangief's got like a tree trunk. <laughs> He's got like use both hands. <laughs> now I want you everybody to watch this movie and then just put that part like turn off the the screen but keep the sound on in the background and think about what we just said because well, it some makes of their, sense. Some of their facial expressions, man, are pretty. They look like they're all they could be masturbating. Like, they might be, uh, but like 
painful masturbating. <laughs> like some sort of fetish <sighs> masturbation. I don't know. Just don't do it in front... The moral of the story is don't do it in front of a door because somebody might ram their truck through there. <laughs> so if I w- win these international masturbation championships, I'm going to win that truck. We're going to start our own masturbation business. <laughs> you know... We're going to teach everyone to <laughs> masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Heal the world, make it a better place. Oh my god. We went from Mickey Mouse to Michael Jackson. Um, it's apropos, if you think about it, based on what we just said, that it takes place in Vegas. True. Yeah. Seedy things happen. Sin City. Right? Then Nomi Malone walks in and they're like, dude, the showgirls. She's like, come do me in this pool awkwardly. <laughs> I got a fish move that you're like, it's over the top. <laughs> oh, wow. We've gone off the rails. So anyway, this movie's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and you should probably watch it, both with and without sound, and with our podcast playing in the background. We should have done a Mystery Science Theater 3000 sort of thing for this. <sighs> oh, there's still time. <laughs> yeah, we'll revisit this. wonder if it... With the DVD has a commentary. That would be one oh, to listen to. that would be to. awesome. I doubt it does. I sincerely doubt it does. I've always thought this would be a great movie. You know how those, like, sequels come 20 years after the fact? Right. <laughs> Over the top two. Well, that kid is, like, Leonardo DiCaprio's age now. Yeah. He's been masturbating a lot. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Leo? No, the kid by now. <laughs> so the sequel, he's like the master. Oh, he is. He knows what's up. <laughs> what if that kid grew up and became like Ron Jeremy? Oh, <laughs> that would be weird. That would be horrible. Be some kind of transformer for that to happen. <laughs> transformer. Orgasmo! <laughs> oh, God. So if you're still listening, thank you, first of all. Second of all. This is one of those that nobody was going to listen to. They're like rocking <laughs> over the top. I've never heard of that before. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> and see, if you have listened, aren't you happy that we took you on this journey with Steve the meth-headed <laughs> badminton player? Makes me want to watch it again. Okay. And again and again. again. So what do you give this movie? A plus plus plus. Me too. <laughs> uh, I stayed awake for this one. Uh, it's a solid B movie. It's, it's it is. Know. It's fun. Have have your friends over. Watch it and get wasted. Get wasted. Honestly, then you will seriously enjoy it. Definitely. Ta da! Ta da! Oh man, my eye keeps watering because I've been laughing. Want well, to so make hard. Brooklyn watch it at a young age. Given that we just gave it, like, the whole masturbation <laughs> side talk and analogy, I'm like, oh, that's a nerve right there. I want to wait. Well, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but how are we going to explain her? So, see, Mommy and Daddy did a podcast <laughs> back when you were still in Mommy's tummy. Yeah. And it turned into over the top. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Uh, you should yell at us on Twitter. I am at Chris Winters with a K. Justin is at Justin Winters with a J. True. I know. Um, and some of you have actually discovered in your astute wisdom that I don't tweet very much, and so you have found me on Facebook. You can do that, too. We are also on Facebook at uh, So I Married a Movie Geek, and you can become a fan. Yeah, and you can suggest other or movies. Like yeah, oh, yeah. We've seen a lot now, so you should probably start suggesting some stuff to us. We might watch it. We might. Clearly, we watch things like over the top, so there's a field rife with options. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so next week we're going to watch um, The Dark Knight Rises. And Chrissy hasn't seen Batman again, so we'll have to watch that first. Yes. that um, maybe, maybe we'll just do a whole like Batman thing. Because I, I saw The Dark Knight, but I only saw it once. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to watch them in order. Right. So, we'll just, that will be our encompassing episode. And then after that, it might get dicey. We'll see. We got a baby coming. <laughs> we do? You mean this isn't a parasite that's been like eating whatever I eat? And making it so I don't gain weight? Because <laughs> that's kind of what I thought was happening. That would be weird. You know, they have those like Discovery Health shows where like the woman with the 50 pound tumor. Ugh. The woman with the seven pound tumor. 
I didn't know I was pregnant. Ugh, how do you not know? Man, I get it. I get to a certain point. I get even up to like five, six months. I, that I understand because some women don't show until they're much further along or they don't have many symptoms. Once you get this far along, how do you not know? No, man. I'm nine months pregnant and she kicks me every minute of my life. They must think like, is, is that burrito kicking me in the cooch? <laughs> Did I just eat? Wow, that burrito's trying to come out my cervix. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. It's wrong orifice. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's getting hot. I know. It is getting hot. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Let's go over the top, Justin. <laughs> Which one would we do? <laughs> said it was getting hot. Uh. <laughs> wait, wait, I gotta go stand in front of this doorway. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna masturbate while playing with Legos. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. All right.